Hello, I'm Mike Montague, and this is Who Moves You, the podcast about real estate and the real estate market in central and south central Ontario. More often than not, the discussion on this podcast and on the weekly Rogers TV show that Arif Khan and I have been doing now for the past three years tends to be aimed towards those who already own real estate. The conversations more often relates to the interests of people looking to sell, those trading up to a bigger home or downsizing for one reason or another, and those who have been planning to buy an additional property as an investment or perhaps a cottage. A lot of conversation has also been around the topic of moving into the Barrie and Simcoe County region, and more and more of them are making an exit from the GTA to do so these days. If this is you under one of these labels don't go anywhere just yet i'll be coming back around to you with some things you definitely need to hear in a bit but i'm going to start out talking to those who have been keeping an eye on this market and weighing their options those of you who sooner or later would like to know that the check you write each month to put a roof over your head will finally be paying down your own mortgage on your own home and not the mortgage of the landlord The way prices are going, it has to feel like trying to pick up a bucket while you're standing in it. The more you save up for a down payment, the more you get your ducks in line, and the higher you push your credit score, the further up the prices keep climbing. An interesting bit of trivia is that every generation since Canada first became a country has made the acquisition of real estate a little bit easier for the next generation than it was for themselves. That was true for me, and it was true for my parents, though now, for the first time in 150 years, it's shifting the other way. The current generation of first-time home buyers have a higher bar to clear today when all things are factored in than any of us who came before them. Because of that, people are faced with the decision to either never own their own homes and be a renter all of their lives, or more and more, as we see, people are finding and putting in play more creative ways to get themselves through the doorway to home ownership. The biggest challenge, of course, is the upfront one, putting together enough money for a down payment and those additional costs in closing a home purchase. Once you are in, it does get easier. The month-to-month cost of carrying and maintaining a home is comparable to what you would otherwise be putting out each month in rent. And many are finding ways to make home ownership even less expensive than renting. I'm going to talk a bit about that as well, so keep listening. I didn't buy my first home until I was 30, and when I did, it was a 70, 75-year-old duplex unit that had seen much better days out on Dawes and Danforth Road in Toronto, East Toronto. I lived in it for a year with ongoing rental projects in every room. I hardly unpacked in that year. Everything was covered in dust, and then after making a bunch of improvements, floors, paint, fixtures, counters, tweaking the kitchen and baths and more, I sold that place for what at the time seemed like a half-decent profit, and then I did it all over again. At that time, early 90s homes in Toronto could still be found for 100000 to 150000 in many areas of the city. I was once offered a chance to buy a little cottage-type home south of Queen Street in the beaches on Balsam Avenue when I was around 24 years old for $90,000, and I passed on it because I thought it was too small. Last year, I saw that same place sold midsummer for $1.9 million, only to be leveled for redevelopment. Some of the guys I knew back in the day, they're still paying rent to this day. 
a couple still in the same fading Toronto apartment buildings they inhabited back in the 90s. It wasn't that they couldn't have bought. They held steady jobs. They just chose not to. Their argument being they didn't want to be saddled with a mortgage and home maintenance costs or tie themselves down to a house which would infringe on their chance for a globe-trotting lifestyle or freedom to relocate down the road. The opposite holds true in reality. You own a house. When the time comes to sell, you now have cash. And having cash gives you far more opportunity, more freedom to move about, and access to a far broader range of choices in life. Whatever it takes to go from renter to owner, most will say it is worth all of the effort that it takes. No single action is likely going to give you more financial advantage over your lifetime or provide you with a more solid foundation for how you live your life. An almost magical transition occurs when you become a homeowner. The way we approach our own lives suddenly goes from thinking and planning in usually no greater than 30-day blocks of time now stretches far out into our future. Like a gate has been opened wide and you find yourself instinctively looking much further ahead into your own future. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks now. A detached home in the Barry area is likely going to run you no less than... Six hundred and fifty to seven hundred thousand dollars, a purchase that is going to require a minimum five percent down payment from you and a few thousand dollars for closing costs. That's a significant chunk of change for anyone. You have some choices: save up that money that you need, which takes time, could be three, four, maybe even five years, but it's worth the sacrifice. One option is to buy into a home with a friend or a family member and split up the front and the ongoing costs. This could get you keys in hands in half the time, but you need to find someone who's on the same path as you, who you absolutely trust, and who is responsible and accountable. And just as important, someone who you can be comfortable sharing a living space with. Where this often works best is with homes set up with lower level suites or two-story homes with bedrooms on both the main and the second floor, two full baths, and ideally a second living room or family room to allow everyone to have their own space when they need it. Though not the ideal option for many, it might be the better or the only option these days. If you set a three to five year plan, you can then sell at that future point. Ideally, there will be enough equity accumulated by then and your credit worthiness will have increased from meeting your payments over time. Now, both parties are in a far better position than had they continued to each rent their own digs over that time and they can go off to buy their own respective homes. The better way to think of it is not so much as a sacrifice, but as that first rung on the home ownership ladder. The other option is having a family member gift you a portion of your upfront costs, if that's a possibility. I told the existing homeowners listening to hang in earlier in this podcast, well, this is the part where I talk to you. If you've owned your home for more than a couple years, chances are you have benefited from some significant value increase on your property. Five years or more and you have no doubt seen your home more than double in value. I know people who have earned more in each of the past few years from their home equity increases than from their own wages or salary. If you have children that are in that age range where they are ready to strike out on their own or they are out on their own and paying rent, a bit of equity borrowed from your growing home value would set them on a clear path to financial stability by helping them to get into their own home and an appreciating asset. You can think of it as paying a bit forward from your own good fortunes. 
Another option is to buy into a home with them as a second owner on paper and then move towards a point where they will be in a position to buy you off title. Anyone who has helped their adult children buy their first home two, three, four, five years ago or more has a financially independent son or daughter who likely holds a net worth greater than any one of us over 50 had in our 20s or 30s, I would imagine. If that accumulating equity in your home is there sitting dormant, it's the best investment you could make, and your child is more likely going to do the same for their children one day. It is worthy of some investigation and discussion. The next generation of homeowner-worthy Canadians, millennials, Gen Zs, and other first-timers have been totally blindsided by the home-buying activity of their parents' generation for the past 10 years, and more so in the past year since this pandemic has hit. Many of them are wondering if there's any hope at all in continuing the tradition of their parents and grandparents who were able to take part in owning their own home. All hope is not lost. Keep your mind open. Keep your first-time expectations realistic. There are no dream homes at that first rung of the home ownership ladder, but there are some adventures and opportunities that will one day be stories to gladly reflect on from your eventual dream home. Have a talk with a lending agent at your bank or contact a mortgage broker. They can help you assess where you are at and where you need to be to qualify to service the debt of a mortgage. Talk to your tax accountant if you have one. Find out if there are any ways to restructure your income that will lend favor to your qualifying for a mortgage. Find out the areas that offer the most affordable purchase opportunities and keep an eye on the ongoing activity in those areas. What are they listing at? How quickly are they selling? And for how much in relation to the asking price? A good realtor will take the time to work with you and keep you up to date with listing activity info for as long as it takes. Not all of them want to take the time though, but they should. I've worked with people five years and longer before they were finally ready to take action. Some of them have gone on to do multiple buys and sells with me. I would be happy to speak with you regardless of where you are right now. You may not even be sure where you are right now, but I can assure you we can clear that up. And once we do, we can then clearly determine where you can go and how long it may take for you to get there. If you're ready to talk about that next step for yourself, or if you have children you might like to help with that first home purchase, my phone is always within reach. Give me a call or text me at 705-718-6119. And I would encourage you to visit the website www.whomovesyou.ca. There are tools there that can get you set up to receive custom reports on current listings and past activity in the areas that interest you. When it comes to showcasing homes for sale or enabling buyers to search for and research properties for sale, I would challenge you to find a better local website. Before you go, why not hit the subscription button to be sure to find future episodes of the podcast waiting for you next time you open your podcast player. I'm Mike Montague. Thanks for listening to Who Moves You.